When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to get your hockey fix. This is Brave the Wild with your host, Paladino Joey, the leader of Minnesota Wild Hockey, here on thesportstuff.com. Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? We are going to jump right into a very, very positive week for the Minnesota Wild. This is the game review segment. We will do it as we always do. Three segments, game reviews, previews, and the North Star's memory, and a brief checkup on the Iowa Wild. So, a much more positive week than we expected (laughs) last week. Uh, I previewed last week expecting the Wild to go 1-1-1, one, one, and, one, and well, they went to 2-0-1. Oh, Not bad. Not bad at all. A very strong week for the Minnesota Wild. Starting off with a fairly surprising victory in Los Angeles, California. Remember when the Wild used to never defeat the LA Kings in LA? Well, the Wild have beaten them twice this year. How about that? And this time, not with Darcy Kumper, because now the musical chairs of the goalie position continues it is Briskolov week. Briskolov's kind of the center of attention. He's not necessarily the star of the week or anything, but certainly a massive factor for the Minnesota Wilds' uh, success. The Wild still, to date, have at least at least achieved a point with Briskolov and Net. That is a very good sign for the Minnesota Wild with Briskolov and Net. Uh, unfortunate, unfortunate turn of events with Darcy Kemper of late. So uh, we're just going to have to wait and see where things go there. Could Brisgala be the starting goalie for the Minnesota Wild in the <clears throat> postseason? Yeah. Postseason becoming much more of a reality instead of a myth or a, uh, well, I mean, it was it was like a reality for a while. And then it's like, you know, this team might not even make it because they're just dying right now. They're falling apart. They're losing all the mojo they had earlier in the year, especially with Miku Koivu back, right? But... An incredibly strong week for the Wild. They saw, they maybe saw a little bit of red going on. Like, uh, we need to start winning some games. We can't afford to miss the postseason year. We have a chance to be a pretty damn good team. Let's have a little professional pride. Minnesota Wild did that with a 3-2 victory. Finishing off the month of March in Los Angeles, California in Staples Center. Koivu and Parisi. Hey, Koivu and Parisi. Who'd have thunk it, right? (laughs) Hey, man, they attributed for two of these goals. Parisi with another goal. Just been on fire. 28th of the year on the power play to tie things up. After Alec Martinez had me thinking, uh-huh, see, Wilder going to lose in L.A. He got a goal early in the first period. Then Justin Williams put the Kings right back up. Not too long after Parisi's goal. But then the third period, the Wild just took over the game. I mean, it went from, like, they're probably going to lose, like, 3-2, to 3-1. to one. Maybe they'll go to the shootout and sneak a point out of it because Briscoe's in that, damn it. We're going to get a point out of it. Yeah, we got a point. All right. 
yeah, Molson's now on the second line. He basically replaces uh, Parisi in the whole Pominville-Granland deal. But actually, in this case, Eric Halla playing with Pominville and Molson. Very interesting. And we might actually see a lot more of Eric Halla playing with Pominville and Matt Molson due to uh, unfortunate circumstance I'll get to very shortly. Um, then Miko Koivu buries it. Less than a minute later, Jonathan Quick literally just stunned, like, looking at the ground. Like, I can't believe that just got past me. Yeah, two goals past Jonathan Quick in a one-minute and two-second <laughs> interval. Tenth goal of the year for Mika Koyu. Strong week. Charlie Coyle continuing strong play on a nice pass. Parisi, Coyle, and Koivu all attributing for a the go-ahead, which ultimately became the game-winning goal for the Minnesota Wild. Briskolov strong down the stretch. The Wild played good defense and even had some solid scoring chances along the way. But overall, put the clamps down. Briskolov did a good job. Awesome, awesome win for the Minnesota Wild. Very, very cool. Uh, Briskolov didn't even have to face all that many shots. There really weren't that many throughout the whole game. 20 shots faced by Briskolov. 20 shots faced by Jonathan Quick. So, there you go. Face, yeah, faced by Jonathan Quick. What a nice little win for the Wild. They just turned up the intensity, they turned up the urgency, and they won the hockey game. Just a very, very positive, positive, <laughs> positive end of the month of March and a positive start to the week. And now we head into April. Yeah, if you can believe it, it's actually April out, despite the fact we got some snow, despite the fact it's still cold outside. Uh, April's always cold anyway, you know, right? <laughs> Even in warm years, sometimes April, you still have those cold stretches, those cold snaps, we like to call it, since we're past the polar vortex time of year, <laughs> since we got introduced to that. Uh, the Wild had a few days off, and then head to the Windy City, Chicago, just like the Minnesota Twins opened their regular season <laughs> in the Windy City, outside in front of about 18 fans, and yeah, lots of seats, not many fans showing in, in those Twins broadcasts on FSN, but uh, yeah, no. Minnesota Wild head into Chicago. I picked the Wild to lose in a shootout against the uh, LA Kings. Well, the Wild lost in a shootout against the Chicago Blackhawks instead, so basically it's just a bonus. That win against LA was a bonus. We did have a shootout loss this week. It was to the Chicago Blackhawks in a Kind of a disappointing game. I mean, the Blackhawks are missing some people here, you, you know. Patrick Kane's out, Jonathan Taze is out, and of course, Marion frickin' Hosea. Always haunting the Wilds all the time. He's he's another one. He's another uh, Jerome McGinley when it comes to the Wild. It's frickin' Marion Hosea, a guy the Wild tried to sign like three times, and we thought we were going to get him, but he'd always be a front runner and a ring chaser, and he'd go to, first he went to Pittsburgh, then he went to Detroit, then he went to Chicago, okay, you ring tracing SOB, but at least he finally signed with one team instead of being with like 19 other teams. It's just the way things go. <laughs> the Kentucky Wildcats leading Wisconsin right now in the second half. Jeez, what's going on over here? <laughs> NCAA Final Four. What the heck, but that's in the background. Um, pardon me. Uh, strong start for the Wild, though, in this game. You had uh, things going. You, I mean, it looked like the Wild were going to win this thing. I mean, yeah, I mean... Why not? The Wild have been very good against Chicago all year, if you can believe it. Charlie Coyle continuing his strong play. Very strong play, Charlie Coyle. 11th goal of the year. Jared Spurgeon and Ryan Suter, who are obviously a pair on defense. Brodeen and Suter broke up a long time ago. Uh, nice nice goal by, by Charlie Coyle. Really looks like he's becoming a legit player again. A legit prospect for this team long term, and 
He's starting to show a lot of the signs he showed very early in the year before that knee injury that really slowed him down. Really looking good all of a sudden, Charlie Coyle. And, you know, you had a feeling he was going to break out of it at one point because you saw those flashes from him before that injury. It's just a question of when. When's it going to come? It's taking forever. Starting to show up and uh, very, very cool. Nice to see Charlie Coyle breaking through that uh, malaise he was in for a while there. (laughs) Pardon me. But then the Chicago Blackhawks Early in the second three and early in the third, Ben Smith and Brian Bickle. Okay. Scoring goals. We're talking like third, fourth liners for the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. Oh, good. Nice to see Nick Letty factoring in with one of the assists. 24 assists on the year now for Nick Letty. As we've said a million times, and I'll say it again. Boy, he sure would look good in, 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 in a wild uniform versus the Chicago Blackhawks, wouldn't he? Uh, he'd look a lot better than old Barker that we got. Uh, but I'm not bitter about that trade at all. I'm not bitter at all. No, not not too much. Just just a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, that sucked. Oh, that sucked. Yeah, nobody's perfect, are they? Blackhawks take a 2-1 to lead early in the third period. Eric Halla with a, what would look like a miracle goal from Justin Fontaine. Hollis had a strong week, man. He is really starting to show signs, and he's a guy that was scratched last week at, at one point. I had a lot of people pissed off, shocked, like, what the hell are we doing here? Why are we scratching Eric Halla? Really? <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Eric Halla factoring in his fourth goal of the year. Oh my god, here we go to overtime. Got it like that. And of course, the Wild get nowhere in overtime, like always. And Marion Hosta on to the Wild again. Zach Parisi. Jason Pominville just stopped. Koivu as well. Just, ah, you know, just uncreative. You know, here's the thing that I wanted to get to, and I'm glad I didn't forget. I didn't write it down. But here's my beef with Parisi, Koivu, and Pominville. What did people say constantly was the weakness for Mr. Crawford over there in Chicago? I mean, what what did people say was his weakness? Uh, Corey Crawford, of course, just to give you the first name. But, um... Go high? Yeah, go high. He's basically lights out down low. I mean, that's goalies usually are a little more vulnerable going high. At least Crawford is. And one, two, three, like clockwork. Every single one of the three who are supposed to be our leaders in the shootout, which I still don't understand why Fontaine isn't out there, or maybe some other quirky guy that the goalies aren't used to, don't watch as much film on, per se, in that type of situation. Um, all three of them went low on Crawford. Just tried to slide the puck. Just tried to slide it past him. You gotta go high on Crawford. Crawford stopped all three. Bada bing, bada boom. And of course, Marion Hosa with a slap shot. Powered it by Brzgalov, as they like to say. Ah, I don't know. Just lucky. Just a lucky bounce. <laughs> Brzgalov just didn't have his glove there in time. It just, he just didn't have it. Okay, powered it past him. Barely. I mean, it barely... Got by Brzgalov. Brzgalov was clamping his glove like, ah, come on, I thought I had that, sh- you know, that S-bomb, that shit. There we go. And he didn't. Um, damn. <laughs> so the Wild end up losing the game in Chicago. We get a point out of it. That's good, but I don't know. I think that game could have been won. And boy, I'm greedy. In a, two and <laughs> in a 2-0 in one week, I sure am greedy, aren't I? Could have been a 3-0 week, though. I mean, very easily. It's just go high on Corey Crawford, for the love of God. I mean, do you not know? That this guy is a weakness up there. And yeah, he's improved this year. And he was good last year. I mean, they won the Stanley Cup. Corey Crawford was good. I mean, he was good. But he's not great. 
Nor was Chris Osgood for the Detroit Red Wings. Nor was Antti Niemi years ago with the Blackhawks either in their first Stanley Cup championship. Sometimes you can beat these guys. Take advantage of it. There's a possibility. At least try. I mean, try your best, for God's sakes. You had a chance to maybe win the game. None of them went high. That bugged me. Okay, some of you hockey experts out there would like to tell me, or other hockey experts, wink, wink, right? (laughs) Would like to tell me, okay, Joey, that's the lamest, uh, that's the lamest take ever. Well, I don't don't think it is. I think you could go high in Crawford. I think you're more likely to score a goal. Uh, Not any single one of those players is incapable of going high. I mean, why Why not? I mean, there are 30 goal scorers here, except for Koivu, but he's supposed to be a great guy, uh, great uh, shootout guy. In fact, actually, he went high on his uh, backhand attempt not too long ago, and he scored on it. Yeah, not against Crawford, but remember? Normally, he went low, and eventually goalies caught on to it. His infamous uh, backhand was just kind of like a change-up in baseball, almost the way he does it. <laughs> How he kind of changes speeds, kind of hesitates, and gets the goalie to sell out too early, and uh, he gets it past him, but um, he went high, he changed it, he changed it finally, and well, he didn't go high in this one, and okay, point made, frustrating, doggone it, but at least we got a point out of it, and that leads to Saturday, April the 5th, Saturday, April the 5th, was Thursday, April the 3rd, by the way, for the uh, Chicago game, still got a point out of it, I'll chill now, and that was in Chicago, but again, I'm greedy. So a team that I thought was going to face the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, which could get to the Finals this year, though I do still strongly believe it will be the Boston Bruins and St. Louis Blues. I said that from day one. You want to listen back in the archives? They're still there on iTunes. Go back in there and check. Was it September, October, whatever it was? But season preview, Minnesota Wild and NHL, St. Louis and and uh, Boston in the Stanley Cup Finals. Bruins win it all. So when I'm right, you will uh, you will very much. Uh, be able to check that out and uh, get some proof that I did say that back then, not just uh, in April. So, here we go. Minnesota. (laughs) Hosting the Pittsburgh Penguins, and as I did predict, the Minnesota Wild defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins. It seems like every time the Penguins come to Minnesota, it's a win. Um, The Wild have had some... The Wild always play good against Pittsburgh, regardless how good they are, and regardless who's on this team, the Minnesota Wild. Is it Matt Cullen? Is it uh, anti... (laughs) Andy Mietnin, or Matt, uh, Matt Collin, yeah, I just said it, or Parisian Pominville. Um, but <laughs> the Wilds seem to play well against the Pittsburgh Penguins most of the time. Uh, in Pittsburgh, the Wild have gotten their ass kicked a couple times, but it seems like all, most of the time the Penguins come to Minnesota. It's a nice, nice win for the Wild, and this was exactly that. A 4 to nothing win for the Minnesota Wild over the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Just a nice, solid ass-kicking of one of the best teams in all of hockey. Probably one of the cockier teams as well. (laughs) Oh, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, but though, regardless who's cocky, who's good, who's not, the Minnesota Wild were the better team tonight. And boy, oh boy, did that feel good. 4-0 Minnesota. Easy as pie. A shout-out for Darcy Wakaluk. No, I'm kidding. Ia Hilabrismusgolov. Just a great little win for him and for the Wild. That is his second shutout as a member of the Wild. What a nice, what a nice little game, and a lot of players that don't score goals very often, but uh, one that does factor in the uh, point category almost all the time. Miko Koivu, 
Well, the top line's getting it done again, and so was the second line. And apparently, yeah, Eric Hall is on that second line and scored his fifth goal of the year. Nice, nice stuff. Matt Molson and Pominville factoring in on that. It's kind of like there was a coming out party for, uh, well, not a coming out party, but a nice, solid night for pretty much everybody. <laughs> pretty much every line, anyway. Not a single defenseman factored in the scoring tonight. It was all forwards. Very cool. Eric Holla, Molson, and Pominville early in the first period. Midway through this first period, 2 nothing wild, just like that. Koivu, his 11th goal of the year. Parisi and Coyle, the chemistry is building on that line. Mike Yo. Mike, yo, you broke up a great line with Granlin, but it's almost like you kind of had foresight, like Granlin was going to get hurt. I don't know. Okay, he's not Nostradamus. I'm just kidding, but shoot. I mean, good job. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, Granlin has a, what we believe is a concussion, and that really sucks because that's been going on for a while with him. And, oh, man, you don't want another Pierre-Marc Bouchard situation going on there with the concussions. I was afraid he was another Pierre-Marc Richard skill-wise last year. Last year, but boy, certainly proven us wrong. An amazing sophomore jump this year after a freshman flop. Boy, sophomore surge. Awesome job by uh, Granlin this year, but unfortunately, yeah, I mean, got getting us a little bit worried, hoping it's short-term, just like the last time around, where maybe it won't be a huge problem. Oh, but uh, again, just fold your hands and pray here. Could really use Granlin in the in the uh, in the in the first round of the playoffs, if we have any hope of getting out of it, out of the first round, some type of little solid run against a very very good team in the Western Conference. But Eric Halla getting it done here, uh, really picking it up of late. Koivu, like I just said, scoring with that uh, new first line of uh, Coil. And Parisi with him as well. Stefan Veyu, a guy who I was talking about, I'd rather have him in the lineup than McCormick. Well. Him and McCormick both factor in the third goal, if you can believe it. And then McCormick scores his second goal of the year to make it 4 nothing early in the second period, and that was all she wrote. Uh, McCormick playing with Parisi and Coyle. Uh, Coyle at center in this case. So, interesting little combination there. It worked. Cool. <laughs> Very cool to see McCormick burying one. Um, two points for Cody McCormick. That's like a miracle. The guy doesn't score anything. He's got seven points on the season now after an assist and a goal. All right. <laughs> cool. But um, Stefan Veyu with his third goal of the year in very limited time. Um, I like Stefan Veyu as a nice little, a fourth liner that can, can can add a little scoring punch once in a blue moon despite his physical play. Um, I like Veyu more than McCormick. Like I was saying, McCormick does nothing out there, yet he gets two points in height. Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, don't count on that happening anytime soon. So... Just cool to get it while it's there. Uh, too bad it happened late in the game and not in like a clutch moment where he could kind of pull off some kind of miracle win with a random score like that. A you know just a mirror, just a uh, unsung hero type of thing. But easy, easy little game. Sorry for smacking my lips so much. I'm driving you guys crazy. Uh, but yeah, awesome, uh, awesome little night for the wild. Nice, nice stat stuffer for some guys <laughs> and uh, some uh, unusual suspects here scoring and. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Briskolov. <laughs> well, not allowing a goal. Uh, only faced 20 shots again. But got the job done. Thank you very, very much. Jeff Zatkov. Um, okay, no Marc-Andre Fleury. Jeff Zatkov in that. He uh, faced 20 shots and, of course, again, got scored on four times. He just got beat tonight by a red-hot team and 
he didn't look so hot. <laughs> he really didn't. So, he, God, I did it again. Sorry about that. Good numbers on the season, though. So it, it just didn't work for didn't work out for him right uh, tonight, though. Twelve and five on the year, two point five eight goals against average and a shutout. Eh. Save percentage almost ninety two percent. Not bad. I mean, better than some people. I mean, if you need a goalie, he's not a bad one. But he just got his ass kicked tonight, and we'll we'll take it. Congratulations, Wild, on a very very solid week, and welcome to the postseason. I think I would like to believe anyway. I certainly would. The Wild now have. I try to get this doggone thing to load. There we go. 90 points on the season. Five points ahead of the Dallas Stars, who continue to play very well. But the Wild very much uh, cementing themselves into the postseason at this point. They keep playing well this upcoming week in these final four games. Well, I think we're going to be okay here in town. Phoenix and Dallas, though, they are hanging on. One of them is going to miss the playoffs or could potentially knock us out if we have some type of massive collapse. That's the one thing they are really hanging on. The Stars did lose recently, but still. 85 points on the year, 5 points behind the Wild. The, the Phoenix Coyotes, 4 points behind the Wild despite the victory over Phoenix last weekend. Boy, oh boy, was that a big win. I mean, that saved the day for the Minnesota Wild. So with that, we will put an end to the review segment and give way to the preview segment right after this. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportsstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply download Brave the Wild on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, download the Double Twist app. And for Windows and Blackberry phones, simply find us in the store. And now, back to Paladino Joey. And we are back here on Brave the Wild. It is time for the preview segment. And the Minnesota Wild head into Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yeah, Manitoba, not Ontario. Man- Winnipeg, Manitoba, Monday, April the 7th, coming up here very soon. A soon-to-be rival of the Wild. They're kind of a rival already, but it's got to build a little bit. It's getting just getting started again. I mean, the North Stars played the Winnipeg Jets long, long ago, and now the Winnipeg Jets are kind of back again, even though it's just, a, yeah. Well, it's just a remake, kind of like the Wild are a remake of the North Stars, per se, just... We didn't get the same name. They didn't get the same logo. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, um, this this could be kind of one of those tricky, tough little ones that I don't really enjoy very much. Uh, it really could. Uh, Wild didn't have the most fun against this team earlier in the year. They did good early, and then it kind of got a little crummy later. The Wild did win the first. Well, never mind. Yeah, the Wild did win the first three. Got kind of close though. In fact, they all were very kind of tight, gritty games. Two to one. Two to one. <laughs> 2-1 Thursday, October 10th. 2-1 Sunday, October 17th. 
three to two in a shootout the November November twenty third in Winnipeg. That was the first time in Winnipeg, and then a six to four demolishing by the Winnipeg Jets. That's an ugly. That was an ugly ass game. December the twenty seventh on a Friday night. I still remember that very well. The Wild have won the series because they've already won three games. So that's the good news. The bad news is it's in Winnipeg again. Uh huh. Uh. This is just one of those sneaky, crappy games that I, I'm, a, I'm a little afraid of. You know, it's kind of like you expect that letdown after like a nice ass-kicking of the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, playing very good, playing decently against Chicago, <clears throat> and playing well against L.A. I do fear a letdown here. Uh, Wild cannot afford to lose this game. That's the thing. That's what I'm really, really scared of in this one. Winnipeg is just a 500 team, if you can believe it. Tough. 500 in the NHL is not good. Last place in the Central Division, that is 7th place. Hard to believe that 500 could be so bad. <laughs> I mean, you'd think it's 500, it's not like that bad, but in this division it is. I mean, you got St. Louis, Colorado, and Chicago, three teams that could all win the Stanley Cup this year. They could. They won't, but they could. They won't. Yeah, they won't, uh, in my humble opinion. Um, Winnipeg's got, of course, they're another one of those teams that the Wild lost players to. Devin Setaguchi, all that crap. Again, I do fear... I really do. I fear some kind of letdown here. Winnipeg has so much effing talent. I mean, they really do. Pardon the language there, the half language. Uh, Blake Wheeler, 65 points. Brian Little, 62. Justin. Uh, Dustin Befagan, <laughs> 56. Andrew Ladd, 52. Only Jokinen, even, with 41. Um, strength. Uh, they, they just have a lot of. They have a lot of offense. They're not like superstars, but they're very good. Very good players. Their goaltending obviously has been kind of, uh, you know, Montoya has been better than, than Pavlich. Uh, yeah, Pavlich has been getting all the all the playing. I I don't understand it. If I were them, I'd play Montoya uh, unless he's of course injured, but I don't think he is. Watch them put Montoya in that. Don't be surprised if he is, or maybe Pavlich has his best game of the year. Eh, that would be lame. Uh, quite lame indeed. He's kind of been, yeah, he's been in and out. Lower body injury on April the 2nd. So, we'll see. Uh, Winnipeg beat San Jose on Thursday with Montoya in net. Uh, he stopped three, or he, excuse me, he had three goals goodbye. He stopped 27 to 30 at that point. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in net. Even though Winnipeg has nothing really to play for at this point, other than the, well, a draft pick. Uh, <laughs> though, oh, but nobody tanks in the NHL, though. Uh, I, well, they probably don't. You probably kind of almost can't, can you? <laughs> Without getting injured or something. But I kind of think the, I don't know, I fear a letdown here, and I've been running this way too long, and I apologize for the rambling. I kind of think the Jets are going to win. I, I don't want to say that, but, I, yeah, I think the Jets win, if you can believe that. Yeah, I, I'm going to, there's going to be a method to my madness here coming up. Winnipeg wins 3-2. to two. Maybe a shootout, maybe not. Uh, but I'll say a regulation loss to the Wild, and it's going to have a lot of us scratching our heads like, come on, you beat Pittsburgh. It's just, it's a pattern, and I've been pretty good at predicting the Wild this year, other than them beating the Kings, though. But um, I, I've been noticing a pattern, and I kind of think it's going to continue. That's just my personal opinion. Because uh, I do think the Minnesota Wild, on a, in a back-to-back situation, if you can believe this, well, and it is pretty close. Winnipeg's close, so it's not too much travel. It's basically like just above North Dakota there. Not North Dakota coming back to Minnesota to host the Boston Bruins. Yes, the Boston Bruins. Here's the Stanley Cup Finals we're going to have. We've got the Bruins one night, 
and then a couple nights later host the St. Louis Blues in Exile Energy Center. You're going to see two teams that are going to play in the finals, and one of them is going to win the cup. The soon-to-be Stanley Cup champion Boston Bruins will not defeat the Minnesota Wild in Exile Energy Center Thursday, April 8th. The Bruins are going to take a late-season loss for multiple reasons. The Wild are going to play with more urgency. They are at home. And I, I, I just have a feeling the Wild play well against the Boston Bruins in this case, even though they haven't had too much good history against them. I just have a weird feeling we're going to lose to Winnipeg but beat Boston, where most people think it would go the opposite way. But I don't know, man. I, I just have that weird. I, I just have that weird feeling. I think the Wild <laughs> find a way to win three to two against the Boston Bruins, possibly a shootout. But uh, no, I'm not going to pick the Wild to win a shootout right now. I, I, they never play good in shootouts. You know, uh, uh, three to two is just kind of lame. I keep coming up with the same score, but for just some strange reason, I think Boston might get kind of lazy. They've already, yeah, they've already clinched home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, Boston Bruins have the top spot in the East and all that good stuff. They probably will have the best record in all of hockey. Losing to the Wild won't be a good thing. They already have 113 points on the season, if you can believe it. Awesome team, obviously. But, again, I think the Wild pull this one out 3-2, to two, I'll say. Even Tuka Rask is just freaking awesome. They do have Jerome McGinley, and he will get one of the two goals. Yeah, <laughs> Jerome McGinley is going to score one of the goals because that's how he rolls. Uh, I think the Wild get revenge over a sloppy loss in, Bus- in Boston just a mere, what, two weeks ago on a Monday night. So, that's the case. 3-2 to two, Minnesota, if you can believe it. That's just how the Wild roll. Then we host the St. Louis Blues. Um, the Wild never beat the Blues, and they won't win that one either. That's going to be a lame little crappy game for the Wild. 3-1 to one St. Louis in that game. The Wild can't score against St. Louis. They'll beat us up like they do all the time. But hopefully and luckily the Wild will probably not face the St. Louis Blues in the first round. So they can go ahead and get cocky and beat us up all they want. Whatever. Screw you guys. I hope you you guys are going to lose anyway. The Blues never win the Stanley Cup Finals, ever. They never will. They haven't been to the Stanley Cup Finals since the late 60s, and they will finally get back but lose to the Bruins. Yeah, I've said that 3,000 times. I apologize, but when you have both of the teams right in front of you, you're going to talk about it a little more. So, apologize there. Nashville Predators head to town in the regular season finale. This is the very final preview segment for the regular season for this show, and I would hope there'll be a playoff preview coming up next week for myself. Sunday night, uh, I might have to record on Sunday night if I'm going to do that, but Sunday night, Monday night, whatever, maybe Monday night next week, something like that. We'll just see how things go there, but post the Nashville game, I will be recording the next episode of Brave the Wild. Minnesota Wild defeat Nashville in the season finale 4-2, 4-2-2. I do think Briss Goloff will be in that probably all four of these games, that's just my guess. Maybe you'll see Darcy come back for one of them, possibly against the National Predators or against the Blues. I don't know. I don't think you want him against any of them. <laughs> if Darcy Kumper came back, I actually hope it's against Winnipeg. And you have Briscoff kind of ride it out the rest of the way. Strangest season ever for the Wild. I mean, you got Harding. Really started with Backstrom. He gets hurt. Harding goes in. Um, he was he's unbelievable. Backstrom gets to come back a little bit as a backup. He came back as a starter for a little while. It was awful. Harding was better. Harding took over the starting job. And then the MS kicks in. He had a couple of injuries as well here and there. And then Kumper's unbelievable. Really good. Then he starts to swan dive big time. Briskolov ends up being really solid. Okay, that's four goalies. Four. It just doesn't get any weirder, does it? 
four goalies that have had extended playing time this season. Weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the Wild went 4-2 to two against the Nashville Predators. Not all too much for me to preview in that one. Nashville's going to be thinking about golfing, fishing, uh, vacationing, whatever the heck they do, working out for next year, free agency, retirement, whatever the heck it is when it comes to the players in that team. Whatever it is, they're going to be thinking more about that than beating the Minnesota Wild. Though they may, some of them I think are going to really want a strong finish. And you know there's guys like that on the team. I would be one of them, most likely, um, depending on my circumstances financially and and all that social, whatever, social. I don't care about social that much, but some people do, and they have every right to do that. Um, Wild win 4-2. to two, Head into the postseason with 90, how many points? How many, so they have 90 now. I think the Wild win two games here. So 94 points, in my humble opinion, which will probably be good enough for the seventh spot in the West, and they will take on the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, goody. We all know what happened last time. Four games to one. Nice ass-kicking by the Ducks back in 07. Do th- I do think it won't be nearly as easy this time, though. That wild team was... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That wild team was kind of meh. They weren't as good as they thought they were. That's for damn sure. Uh, this is a much better... This is more. This is a much more talented team. Uh, Anaheim is more vulnerable than that team. Because that team went on and won the Stanley Cup that year. So, I don't think the Ducks win the Cup this year. So there's your preview. 94 points for the Minnesota Wild, in my humble opinion. We'll see how wrong or right I am next week. Time to take a break and then return with the very brief third segment with the North Stars memory and Iowa Wild. We'll be back right after this. Contact us and support Brave the Wild by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. And we are back here on Brave the Wild for the final segment with a North Stars memory and a brief checkup with the Iowa Wild. Very brief on the Iowa Wild department. Well, it's been a... <laughs> since I was talking about goalies quite a bit, once again, and since we have a backup goalie playing pretty well right now in Ila Biskolov, I figured I'd jump into Darcy Wakaluk this time around. He's kind of been a guy I've been thinking about getting into for a while. Wakaluk in... Briscoe, I, I don't know. I mean, Briscoe kind of reminds me of Wakaluk a little bit, where he'll play well at times, just like, uh, yeah, Wakaluk will play well, or did play well at times, just like Briscoe will play well. He's not going to be like your MVP if your team goes to the Stanley Cup Finals and wins it or anything. He's not going to carry you to a championship like a Tim Thomas or Jonathan Quick, but he'll be that, that de facto goalie who's solid and keeps you in games, and, you know, he can, he's not going to get you killed type of thing. At least, you hope not. And when he's playing well, he really does help you. And um, Darcy Wakaluk is was that kind of guy for the Minnesota North Stars. His number is not as good as I re- remembered, per se, but then again, I do have to remember that was a higher-scoring generation of hockey. We're talking 20 years ago, which is higher-scoring indeed. Better numbers with the Dallas Stars afterwards, but we're not going to get into that. Dallas Stars don't count when it comes to the North Stars memory. Not at all. So, the hell with that. Um, he did play two years with the Minnesota North Stars when they were still hanging around. The last two years in their existence had a couple of seasons, or a couple of games with the Buffalo Sabres. About 20... 22 games with the Buffalo Sabres over the course of time. We won't get into the numbers too much there, but the uh, his time with the Minnesota North Stars, he played in 
55 games, no, 65 games over the course of his time with the North Stars, registered a win-loss record of 23 and 21, no, 31, 23 and 31, goals against average, well, his first year with the North Stars, 3.28, second year, 3.65, but I do remember something very distinct about the 91-92 season, it'll show you how crazy my memory is, this is straight off of the top of my head, I do remember his shutout against Darren Poopa, <laughs> funny name, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. He had a shutout. He had one shutout that year, and I remember it very well. And I still remember later on that season, why are the North Stars putting in Darcy, Darcy, Wakala? I'm almost saying Darcy Kemper. It's driving me nuts, and that's why I kept thinking about Wakaluk and Kemper all the time this year. I was thinking about doing Wakaluk for Kemper during the course of time. But um, why aren't the North Stars putting Wakaluk in to be the starting goalie in the playoffs? I kind of liked him more than John Casey. But, again, I mean, later on I was knocking, I was smacking myself in the head like, yeah, come on, John Casey took the North Stars to the Seattle Cup Finals just a year earlier, and he is the better overall goalie. Wakaluk, again, not the most athletic guy anyway. He just was solid and decent at times, a lot like Ilya Briskolov. That's why I see the comparison here, and that's the way I like to do my North Stars memory, to have it relate to this particular week or month or two-week period or so. And that's the case here. Wakaluk, just a solid goalie. I really I really kind of liked him. The second year around, though, showed why he was just a backup goalie. Really not nearly as good as he was his first year with the North Stars. Didn't really like him that much. John, the second time around, I was like, he really got beat quite a bit. Goals against average, 3.62, excuse me, 3.65. Had some pretty key losses down the stretch, though. It was a lot closer to 500 that year than the next year or than the previous year, excuse me, did register a shutout that year. Not sure I remember that one, but I do remember the Darren Poopa one. And I still remember, and I was getting it mixed up, I was going to say the Pittsburgh Penguins. He got a shutout against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But no, it was Ulf Dahlen had a hat trick against the Pittsburgh Penguins in 92-93. And again, there's my insane memory coming in. I got that off the top of my head. Ulf Dahlen had a hat trick against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was a fun, fun game. Oh, Ulf Dahlen. He'll be a North Stars memory at some point, and that game might be a North Stars memory at some point. In fact, it almost could have because the Pittsburgh Penguins, but no one had a hat trick, so we're not going there. Solid, solid game indeed. If the North Stars, or if the Wild have a, if somebody has a hat trick against the Penguins, that's probably going to be the memory. So we'll save that until that day comes, whenever that'll be. <laughs> Episode number 999, right? <laughs> oh, Darcy Wachluck, though solid, and again, just relates to where we're at today. The only thing I'm really going to talk about the Iowa Wild is Zach Phillips is now, well, uh, outside of Brad, Win- Brad Winchester, who the Wild acquired for, for uh, or from the Chicago Blackhawks minor league affiliate. Zach Phillips is now the leading scorer in the Iowa Wild outside of Brad Winchester, yes. But overall for the Wild, the Iowa Wild, he's been their main guy. Solid, solid week. Uh, a goal and an assist, 32 points. On the season in 69 games, not knocking anyone's socks off, but nice to see him playing as well as he as he uh, has, uh, or not playing as well, but nice to see some gradual improvement. Hopefully, it continues and that things uh, head into a head into a stronger stronger direction next year for him to possibly crack the NHL roster or at least, well, just get closer to it. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Wouldn't be surprised if Zach Phillips did did crack the NHL roster next season at some point down the line, at least a call-up. We'll see where that leads to, where uh, beyond that, Eric Hall, just amazing overall 
how he went. He went to the AHL. Boom, wild right away. It was almost immediate. Um, and I forgot. I knew I was forgetting something, and I hope <laughs> hope people haven't turned turned the show off too early, right after the previous segment thing. And the third segment's not important. But I forgot to pass out the Mike Madonna Award for this week, and that's going to go to Eric Halla. Um, honorable mentions. So we'll say the one, two, three stars of the week. I'll try to do that uh, if I can. Number one star is going to go to Eric Halla. Very strong week for him. Uh, very happy, scoring goals, getting assists. Awesome. Just very cool to see him producing the way he has. Um, I'm going to go with Miko Koivu with the number two star for the week. Miko Koivu, number two star all over the place, getting assists, scoring a couple goals. Excellent run for him. Number three star, it's kind of tough between, it's kind of a toss-up between Parisi and Coyle. I will go with Coyle. Charlie Coyle will get the third star this week. Continuing to be a factor along the way. Really happy with his development. And very cool to see him taking the step up. So he gets the number three star. He almost was going to get the number one. But now I'm going to get it to Hala. Very good week for for the young man. And fitting into that uh, second line center spot pretty well so far. And I do think that will be his destiny long term. Second, third line. Not first, but... Second or third, yes. Uh, second, pop, more more likely, actually. Seems to be more where he will belong long-term. I mean, when you think he got 20, when you see how he got 27 points in only 31 games with the Iowa Wild, don't be surprised if his numbers are really good in the NHL someday. Not, not like stud level, but really good. Really valuable guy. Like 50-point guy in the NHL. Don't be surprised. Really. Seriously, if he could lead the, the Gophers in scoring... When he went, when he was a guy who was only a seventh round pick for the NHL draft, and to be the leading scorer for the number one team in the country last season, don't think that he can continue to emerge and achieve. And he has, he's starting to show signs that he's going to be like a 40, 40, 50 point guy in the NHL. It would be very cool to see that indeed. Uh, James Shepard Memorial, ah, you know, it's kind of tough. It's been a solid week for the Wild in general. Uh, I'm gonna. Jeez, I'm going to pass on that right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass on it for the time being. Um, it, it's just there were a few bad plays, but it's like overall they were made up later on. It was one of those type of situations, so I apologize to Thosia along the way on that one. I'm just going to leave that alone for the time being. So <laughs> thanks again for listening. Do tell a friend or two or three or at least tell one <laughs> if you could. Give me a positive rating on iTunes. Give Brave the Wild a positive rating on iTunes. Would really, really appreciate it. I will be kind enough to give you a shout-out and a nice, strong thank you on the show, if and when you do that. Would really appreciate it. We will come back next week and hopefully have a nice, fun, positive preview for the postseason for the Minnesota Wild next week. Until then, do everybody take care and enjoy the fact that it's April, at least, and and, oh boy, shout out real quick. Go, go for hockey. <laughs> very, very late. Very late to the party here. Final four, Frozen Four, Thursday, hopefully a win against North Dakota. And Saturday, hopefully a win against either Boston College or Union New York. My goodness, could the go for hockey team be national champions again? We will talk about it on the next show. And if they are, oh my. <laughs> that will be so damn cool. We will be back. Next week, take care, everybody.